This is why Scripture refers to the Ten Commandments as the, quote, words of the covenant. In other words, the Ten Commandments were the embodiment of the entire Mosaic Covenant. I'm going to have to quote a number of verses on this point so that there can be no doubt in your mind about it, as it is such an important part of our discussion. Exodus 34:28 says, So he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. That one is pretty clear. What was the Mosaic Covenant but the very words of the Ten Commandments? Deuteronomy 14:13 says, So he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone. Here's four more from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 9, 9. When I went up into the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant which the Lord made with you, then I stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water. Deuteronomy 9, 11. And it came to pass at the end of forty days and forty nights that the Lord gave me the two tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant. Deuteronomy 9.15 So I turned and came down from the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire, and the two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands. Here's an interesting one from 1 Kings 8. Nothing was in the ark except the two tablets of stone which Moses put there at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. And there I have made a place for the ark, in which is the covenant of the Lord which he made with our fathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. So the only thing in the ark is the two tablets, and in the ark is the covenant. This is also interesting because it helps to explain why we get this term, Ark of the Covenant. These tablets were placed in the Ark of the Covenant, which symbolized the agreement that God made with the children of Israel in the desert of Sinai. So at this point, after the covenant was made at Sinai, the Israelites were essentially under two covenants, the Abrahamic, with the sign of circumcision, and the Mosaic covenant, with the sign of Sabbath-keeping. A notable point here is that Scripture says that the promise given to Abraham during his covenant with God was much more important than the covenant given through Moses, and that the Ten Commandments covenant was only given because of transgression, and that it was meant to expire once the first covenant with Abraham was fulfilled in Christ. Galatians three sixteen through 19 says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come, to whom the promise was made, and it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. So it says here in Galatians 3 that the promise given to Abraham was about a future seed or offspring, singular, not plural, which is referring to Christ, and that the Mosaic law, given 430 years later, did not annul that very important covenant. When it says, till the seed should come, as in, what purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come. It is a reference to the fact that the Mosaic laws had an expiration date. 